It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at MIDI Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. You're listening to the Heroes Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. This is Ray from the Heroes Podcast Network. Currently, you've probably heard me on a show called Screen Heroes, where we discuss movies and uh, TV shows about superhero, sci-fi, and a little bit of fantasy. Well, I love fantasy so much, I am starting a brand new podcast about fantasy television series. We are going to review these series in a bit more detail than what Screen Heroes usually does. We'll discuss multiple episodes for a whole continuous arc and then move on to another series. Spellbound will review shows, new shows like The Witcher, Good Omens, Carnival Row, and Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. We're also going to look back at previous shows such as American Gods and Avatar The Last Airbender, Old miniseries from the 90s like Leprechauns and the Tenth Kingdom, and we're going to do a movie here and there, maybe even a little bit of fantasy upcoming news. Who knows? You'll be able to follow Spellbound at SpellboundCast on Twitter for the latest fantasy news about the show, about the upcoming shows that we'll be discussing. You can also listen to us Fridays coming in September. Good morning, friends. You're tuned into episode 104 of Gamer Heroes, the weekly show where we talk about news, reviews, and anything else happening in games today. My name's Cam Koenig. With me, as always, is my boy, Thomas Egan. Thomas, yo, yo, how you yo, doing? Yo, I'm good. I'm good. Bam, bam, bam. Uh, hey, we got a guest today. Uh, today, we've got Carlos Gomez from Earth Slice Creative joining us. Carlos, how are you doing, man? I'm doing all right. Feeling yeah. fresh. Yeah. Good. Hell yeah. Glad to hear so it. So fresh and so clean. Uh, well, we got a lot of show to get to, so let's just kind of jump into it. Uh, what have you guys been playing? I don't know who wants to start. I might go last because I have three things on this list and you guys only have like one or two each. True. Uh, I'll jump in. Go uh, for it. So, of course, I had to uh, pick up Untitled Goose Game like the second that it was released. It looks, <laughs> it looks really, really good. Um, it does. It looks like a honking good time. <laughs> 
like that's that's only the name of the game um <laughs> i only played about an hour of it or so right now and i've been told that it's short but you know it's all about experimentation mm-hmm. like you've never gotten the chance to be a goose or any <laughs> other creature like this before um it seems like the goose hitman game i never knew yeah, I yeah i've always i've heard it described as just hitman but you're an asshole instead of actually killing people yeah and the point is i mean you have a list a literal to-do list that you, you don't know who actually created yeah, it because it's, it's written in cursive <laughs> awesome <laughs> but uh it literally is all about being a malevolent goose because are there any other kinds like yeah, no. <laughs> geese are just kind of one. assholes just yeah, in dude, general when birds get big they don't play around oh fucking honestly they're like i'm a predator yo <laughs> <laughs> like you the very first part of the game you actually start off with your list and then once you move on to the next area you have to find things out on your own. Oh, I love and that. And so oh. just being a purposeful asshole will get you what you need. Great. <laughs> oh, that sounds fucking oh, great. That's cool. I thought it gave you, I just assumed, because I saw the list in the first level, I just assumed you had a list every level. Yeah, it, it works itself out the more that you that you explore and uh, mess around. I mean, uh, and it's in one of the trailers, I think, of um, you end up knocking a child over <laughs> in order for his glasses to fall off. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And you both you both get a uh, it's part of your goal to knock him over and it's part of your goal to give him uh, the wrong glasses. <laughs> oh, he, excellent. His glasses oh, fall man. off in his Gotta face. Got to hit him with the mind game. Yeah. Love it. And then there's there's like two or three other things that I still have to unlock. I don't know how to do it yet. And I feel like I've already, you know, reached my threshold <laughs> with this kid. <laughs> But apparently the game wants more. <laughs> Great. The goose the goose demands a sacrifice. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Yeah, I've been... Uh, uh, my girlfriend is really, really interested in playing that. Uh, I have been too, but I she was like way, way more excited about it than I was. So I've been kind of just waiting for her to like want to play that. And I'm just going to want to experience that with her together. So I definitely have been feeling like a little bit of FOMO on it. Of like, man, I just want to play the fucking goose game. But... Yeah, I'm it people seem to really like that and it seems really cool and unique and I just love there's something funny about a honk. I don't know what it is. <laughs> and it's one of those games that you can watch anybody play yeah. and have a whole lot of fun still yeah. and be like, "You know what? I know what I'm going to do when yeah. I get my turn." Totally. Yeah. Yeah. M- much like a hitman where you can be like, "Oh <laughs> shit, how did you like how did you I guess in this case steal this small child's glasses, <laughs> which seems worse than murder in a way, you know?" Man, I saw it. I saw some meme. It doesn't matter, but I saw it earlier today, and I'm thinking about this. It was basically like, you know, it was the the face your brother gives you when you tell him, you know, you can you can play when I die, and then you finally die, right? <laughs> uh, but that had me thinking. It was like there's it's one thing to have even as like adults, you know, co op like couch co op where you're playing and going back and forth and stuff. But especially when you're a kid, there I feel like there were a lot more games where it was like what you're describing, Carlos, where uh, you can watch somebody play. And as soon as it's your turn, like you've already had the wheels turn of like possibilities, you can go left and you can go right, where uh, it's like a whole element of gameplay that specifically has to do with you not being the one with the controller in your hand. Oh, yeah. Uh, So being able to see all those possibilities while someone else is doing something totally different. Um, So, you know, it builds this like anticipation of like, well, I wonder if if this happens, then then I wonder if, you know, you can meet this objective. And uh yeah, I, I like seeing open-ended games like this or like Hitman where it's really nice to have like a side seat buddy 
So anything you miss, they'll point out and you'll be like, oh, I didn't even think about that. Uh, I'm, I'm excited. I hope I can convince my girlfriend to play that. I'd like to uh, I'd like to play it, but I'd also really like to watch it. Yeah, same. It, I man, that it just looks good. It's so <laughs> it's so neat. And I, I've seen a, I've seen a, uh, there was some there's somebody I follow on Twitter. I don't remember his name right now, but his Twitter like header photo right now is just the close up of the goose with the butter knife in his mouth, just like <laughs> coming out from a table. And it's like the most ominous shit. I'm really into it. Uh, I can bring it on Wednesday. So I would love great, to play that. Great. Uh, cool. So you got anything else on Goose Game you want to talk about? Or uh, just uh, it's it's one of those things where you just have to try everything. So if you if you have the game, just literally do everything you can. That sounds great. Explore all over. It's mm-hmm. it's such a cute, quaint little world um, that we we don't get enough in games. Really. Yeah. I I love the art yeah. style of it. It's very like kind of pastel-ish mm-hmm. like very and the kind pace, of muted i like the pace that everything moves like the uh the i was gonna say the goat because I, I guess i'm thinking <laughs> a goat simulator it's all in that same vein uh but the goose and also the people like there's this like comical urgency but people are moving like 0.5 miles an hour to do anything yeah i feel like actually the just just seeing the goose move um his animations are probably the most accurate goose animations you could imagine. <laughs> Perfect, and it, you don't think of it as a realistic game, but it totally is. Yeah, awesome. I love watching his wings open up w- when he starts running. It's just like, oh, get away! <laughs> um, yeah, I'm excited to see more of that. Um, if you could have another untitled goose game that wasn't a goose, what uh, what animal do you think you'd pick? I mean, a goose is a pretty Man, I feel like, like crafty. Goose is it. Yeah, you know, goose is crafty. Because they're kind of notorious for just being <laughs> asshole birds. You could probably do like sure. a squirrel you know? one or something. Yeah, like raccoon maybe. Oh, raccoon yeah. would yeah. be pretty good. I Like squirrel, I don't know, just because they're like so naive. <laughs> <laughs> There's no like malicious intent behind a squirrel, I would say like 90% of the time. That one would be like half <laughs> discovery and half do not kill yourself by accident. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, totally. That, like mm. high, high propensity for death. Yeah. The, goose, the goose is fine. <laughs> yeah. Cool. You just have no peripheral vision or something. Yeah, <laughs> right. that'd be amazing. Cool. Uh, is that all you've been playing? Uh, yeah, and uh, way too many demos that are on the Switch. Yeah, I can relate to uh, Like what? Uh, Ori in the Blind Forest, even though I played through like 10 hours of the game on <laughs> Xbox already. Okay, so how is it on I, Switch? Uh, I want to play it's that game. It's actually beautiful. It's, it's uh, the... I haven't really noticed frame rate dips. It may be a little bit slower as far as frame rate goes mm-hmm. than the Xbox version, but buttery smooth cool still. that's awesome yeah is the game not even just switch related like i've never played it i've always been interested in it but i have no idea if i'm looking through rose-colored glasses you know grass is greener <laughs> kind of thing mm-hmm. uh, so you've played 10 hours of that should i play that game oh yeah yeah if if that's not something that you have played then yeah i would definitely uh say at least get a few hours in it's it's one of those situations where the first 10 minutes of the game is the first 10 minutes of up so if you want oh, that emotional yeah. attachment <laughs> Uh, that's going to push you like at least five or six hours before you're mm-hmm. like, okay, this is a game I actually have to complete because it's just absolute quality. Yeah, uh, that's good to hear. The That game and Sunset Overdrive are two of the only exclusives I've been sad to not have uh, an Xbox for. I wish I could play Halo 2 or Halo as well, but I, I don't know. Maybe that ship has sailed for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's cool. Uh, there, 
A lot of stuff is coming out for the Switch right now. You could have just stopped saying a lot of stuff is coming out, and you would have been completely right. Man, yeah, there's just <laughs> I there's had stuff like some, something resembling an existential crisis on Twitter last night. It's like, man, I just finished like three big games this weekend. Well, two big games this weekend, but I finished three games this weekend, and then I just like, oh fuck, Dragon Quest comes out on Friday. <laughs> oh fuck, Destiny drops on ten one, and oh, then man. that's gonna just destroy me. Dude, this oh, is a problem we talked about. I still want to play Destiny, but now that WoW is out, dude, it's got its hooks in me. I knew this was a mistake. <laughs> what have I done? Um, well, hey, get, I'm going to start in the clock. I'm going to talk about okay. WoW real quick. <laughs> right, right. We'll playing give you your WoW. WoW five minutes. Yeah, my WoW five minutes. I'm not going to go over time. It's this or Apex Legends. so uh, It is, and they're both great. Um, so, yeah, a million games are out right now, and I'm not playing any of them. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm playing the game I played 14 years ago. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Respect. Uh, and I really like it. Uh, I think the first time I, the first time we recorded right after WoW came out, I talked more about like the technical issue of what it meant to have the classic servers online and all this stuff. Um, all that stuff is still relevant, but I didn't talk that much about what I've actually been doing in the game and what I've really been enjoying. Um, this This would have been before that first time I talked about WoW. Uh, but the most fun I think I've had so far was actually getting together with my friends. We were all the same level, so we could go to the same area. And back then in, in the zones in WoW Classic, you know, you get uh, level 60 is the size you can go. And so there are always a couple options of places you can quest at any given time. There are usually two places. Um, and then you'll level out of those and go the next two places and you have options so that way when you level up a character you're not always playing in the same exact place all the time um so in retail at least when i was playing several expansions in um the game's pretty straightforward you it's pretty linear you do a bunch of quests in this area and then you move on to the next quest hub you do a bunch of quests there until eventually you've completed the whole zone and it's very clear cut in wow classic everything is totally spread out uh, I downloaded a quest add-on because there are quest givers that are like way off on the top of a hill. You would never, ever go on that hill of your own volition. But you go up there and it's like, hey, do this dope quest. It's, it'll send you all over the world, like literally all over the world. Where you're like, <laughs> How this is, long does that take? Uh, a very long I, time. Yeah. So um, a lot of people skip that stuff, but I hold on to that because I do like jumping around and exploring a lot. The exploration back when I played for real, for real when they had titles you could get, I played as, uh, or I got the explorer title. So I explored every zone in the whole entire game. And then I got lore master, which like basically means you've done every quest in the game. Like it's, it mostly means that, uh, which is pretty crazy. <laughs> it's a lot of quests. That's, uh, yeah. Uh, but I really like the lore in that game. I like the, the storytelling and the quests and all this stuff. Um, if you don't care about it, it's easy to overlook and it's fine. But if you pay attention, the stuff is really cool. Uh, but we went to this this uh, zone where like in the in modern WoW, it'd be like, okay, this zone is like, there's like a two or three level spread, maybe a four level spread for this area. So like within these four levels, you can quest here. If you're above or below that, it's not for you. Like don't waste your time. But in original WoW, like the Barrens, one of the biggest, most notorious zones, has like a 12 level spread easily. And the one we went to, I think, was 13. But you go in there and it's all over the place. So 
like the first few enemies you fight you're like oh this is this is fine <laughs> and then you walk into the first like real enemy territory and there's no possible way you could ever solo any of that so it, we, it was a good thing we w- walked in as a group of five as if we were you know running a dungeon even mm-hmm. though we were just running quests and uh it was super fun exploring that area because none of us had had quested back then uh, when the game was originally out. Uh, it was super tough, and because it's super tough, you actually have to think about what where you're going and how you're you're playing. And uh, you know, I, I don't mean to just totally keep ripping on retail, but as the game <laughs> as the game progressed, as the expansions continued to come out, it just all the edges got softened off, you know, which made it more accessible. But also, it took away what to me was the charm of feeling like you li- you know you're in a lived in world that is really worth exploring and all this stuff uh but that was super fun we had a late night you know whenever that was um going in there and that was super fun uh and then we've you know we've run dungeons and stuff and all this together uh i tried to learn how to i tried to teach myself how to make money off the auction house because i like doing that stuff but i am bad at it <laughs> i lost basically all of my money i turned all of my money into items that like immediately decreased in price so they're just not worth anything now hell yeah excellent Uh, so what happened is like since there was a huge mass of people like there's there's a huge mass of people that you can see through the economy that like oh the price on this particular item is in the pits like it almost literally couldn't be any lower uh and it's because most of the population is in that area and everybody's harvesting stuff um, but nobody's consuming it. So like when I made my character in the first place, I was like, I don't know how long I'm going to play this game. I'll just pick a profession where I harvest things and sell them. But so did everybody else. <laughs> so nobody can sell anything because everyone's trying to sell everything. Uh, so I looked at that and I crunched a bunch of numbers this weekend and I basically found a way that I can turn everyone's unbelievably cheap raw materials into like minuscule profit, but it's easy and I can do that while I'm either playing another video game or i'm watching videos or whatever perfect so it's really slow but it's consistent and all i have to do is just check back in and press a few buttons and then walk away uh and i like it because now i can afford stuff (laughs) because you're everybody's poor everything's so expensive my my main character doesn't have any of his abilities like at all because i just can't afford them i went into town and i was like man i got I got the most money I've ever had by far. And then I went to go train my stuff and I was like, oh, I can afford one fifth of my, of the stuff I need right now. Like I had, I thought I was rich, uh, but it's, it's just a goofy scenario. Everything's really tough, but it feels satisfying when, when you do anything, whether it's solo or with a group. Uh, but yeah, really enjoying that. Um, I don't know. After, after this, I don't know how much I'm going to have to report until I hit like a high level, but, uh, it's fun that the game is tough like the game is real tough yeah it's really interesting to me as somebody who's never played it and is viewing all of this like wow classic phenomena from an outside perspective that it's kind of lasted longer than i thought already you know i I felt like people were gonna like play it for like a month and then just drop off of it but there's still like a really healthy player base and people are actively enjoying it and i think it is kind of from this point gone past a purely nostalgia sake like, I, I, I think a lot of people looking back were just like, man, like a lot of the systems weren't as optimized, but I think they got so used to the optimization that they forgot that WoW Classic is actually just a really good fucking video game. <laughs> yeah. And like it, it has that kind of legacy for a reason. Yeah, it's it's weird playing a game that old that to me, it doesn't really feel that old. Like, definitely there are problems that 
I know that they fixed because I've seen the fixes, you know, later. But man, I mean, it's just it's a really good game. Like it, <laughs> it just is super satisfying. Like the uh, the feedback loop is just really unique uh, because if it wasn't difficult, I think most of the stuff wouldn't matter. If it was easy to make money, it wouldn't matter. Like if if every single like gold, every time I get a gold, I'm just like hell yeah, <laughs> money bags over here. Uh, but if I was just rich all the time, none of that would matter. Like now when I get a little bit of money, I know exactly where that money's going. Um, so since it's a slow buildup, like I always feel like I'm getting better. I always feel like I have unique ways to um, to do stuff. Like out of my whole crew from Kansas City, all of us are making money in completely different ways. You know, mine is like a little, a small amount of profit over a long period of time, but it's consistent. My buddy's just taking stuff and, and making like the most rare items throwing them on the auction house and then making big money all at once. Uh, a friend of mine is not selling anything. He only, like anything he gets, he just sells to the vendors for dirt cheap. <laughs> he found a blue sellable item, which is really rare and valuable. And he was just like, hey, first one to me gets it. I just, I don't want to, <laughs> it's not worth very much to the vendor. So if you want it, I'm like, are you kidding me right now? And he's like, yeah, I just make a ton of money just running around and picking up dirt and throwing it, you know, selling it to the vendor. I'm like, man. Right. What a sure. life. Yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah. game's cool. Uh, like you said, I think it's definitely more than just nostalgia. I thought that I would have fallen off of it by now, but uh, when you guys leave here, I'm probably going to play more of it. <laughs> cool. Uh, so I have three games that I kind of, as I mentioned earlier, that I finished up this weekend. Uh, one of them I started and finished, but I'll save that one for last. I'm going to go... Uh, from my most negative take to my most positive take, <laughs> and I'm sorry, Carlos, but the mm-hmm. negative one is about Fire Emblem. Uh, Petra is Bay. That's uh, all I need so you to say. Here's the problem that I had with Fire Emblem, uh, and I didn't figure this out until I actually finished the game. And then I was like, okay, well, there's like other playthroughs and stuff. And then I like went to, I think, a Fire Emblem wiki and just started reading. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus about all the stuff that happens in the other playthroughs and i'm like wow that's interesting as fuck i feel robbed but i'm not gonna put <laughs> another like 70 hours into this game to do it so I'm just kind of left bitter, and it's like, in my opinion, just kind of the game's fault, because you kind of make that decision at the beginning with no information. Um, <laughs> do, you yeah. think, do you think the payoff on your playthrough, but also on those other playthroughs, do you think that payoff would be as good if the game was shorter? Yes. 100%. I think that game is really padded out, um, and you're shaking your head yes. 
the the yeah. end of that game <laughs> i i just found myself within the last like 10 hours of the game i'm just like just let it fucking end like <laughs> big things would happen and it sounds like all the characters are saying this shit with an urgency but then it still happens a month later and you still have to do like each oh, week like games. you would normally and i'm like man like we have to go right now but uh if you have any side quests or yeah, what, like you know, if you need just go have like 12 meals with your students that's fine uh yeah i i i think there is and this is obviously my personal opinion i don't want to take away from the fact that you clearly <laughs> love that game i think that's awesome but i think there is a really good much shorter game in there like the heart of fire emblem three houses is fucking great but it's just padded out with so much fat like it really feels like they were trying to like they this started as three separate games and like they did with that other Fire Emblem that I don't remember the title of. Fates, yeah. Yeah, so that was two separate games, wasn't it? Uh, was yeah, it two and then, or three? then technically yeah. you had the expansion that was the third. Right, so. right. So I, I feel like this started the same way, and maybe they like shifted whenever they're like, <laughs> oh, people fucking hated that. Let's not do that. <laughs> so, yeah, I I saw it through to the end, but uh, I, I picked the Blue Lion House uh, hmm. for my playthrough, and it was uh, boring as fuck. <laughs> oh, uh, I, no. don't, I don't want to get into spoilers, but man, it was just the safest story I have ever seen. <laughs> like the, the, the draw for me was definitely like the characters and like all of that stuff, which like a lot of people have said, like you get attached to those characters. But it wasn't enough to carry me to the end of the game uh, happily. You know, I like I really feel like they could have wrapped up that second half of the game much quicker without a lot of the kind of fat trimmed into it. And there's like a weird difficulty spike for like the last three <laughs> missions. Like the, I was playing on casual normal because I've never played a Fire Emblem game and I just wanted to kind of get through it as quickly as possible. I just wanted to see what was up. Uh, I very quickly realized that was a mistake because that like the first 75 percent of that game is so goddamn easy. Yeah. Uh, it yeah it it's a bummer and i don't i feel weird that i have this like kind of bitter taste in my mouth for a game that most people who've played it just fucking love but yeah it mm, i really wish i liked fire emblem more but i just really can't and that's kind of bumming me out a little bit i i get exactly where you're coming from yeah. on that and again no spoiler but it like people that don't know what it what it's about and and maybe even are not going to play it um like the the three houses choice the house choice isn't even the only choice that's in the game so there are there are so many levels of yeah of even if you did want to play through the other two playthroughs it's technically like four other playthroughs there's like, when yeah you look there's at it. like four playthroughs <laughs> four or five and yeah i i just i finished that and i'm just like i did it i'm gonna read the fucking wiki like i just could not be fucked to play anymore and i was reading the wiki and i was just getting mad because i'm like this sounds fucking awesome where was this earlier the wiki just needs the please buy the expansion pass at the very bottom yeah man and like i know there's dlc coming and they're adding like some new characters and a bunch of other stuff but i think i'm just kind of done with it uh i i yeah i can't really think of what's gonna pull me back into it unfortunately so Dude, when when Mass Effect came out, uh, well, not when it came out, but when I played through Mass Effect 2 specifically, um, I went back and I had to play through it a second time because I lost my save file, this whole thing. But I I wanted to play exactly the way I played before, but I had some knowledge of like, well, I know that if I do this and stuff. So it's interesting to see how that stuff changed. Uh, But then later I was going, I was thinking about going back and playing through i was like i'm gonna play renegade i never play renegade at anything but this time i'm gonna do it 
and I got to like the first decision, and I was just like, I can't do it, I can't do it. <laughs> and I ended up going to my friend, uh, my friend Sean, and he's played those games backwards and forwards. He knows every, he's seen all of it. And so I was like, okay, so tell me, you know, when this decision comes up in two or in three, specific, you know, more specifically. I'm like, what happens? And he told me, and I was like, oh, I wish I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, I so tough. Yeah, I. Mm. It's well, a bummer. I'm bummed out, but I'm I'm moving on because <laughs> there's so many other fucking games to play. If yeah. if there was one thing you could change about that game to to make it better specifically for you, what would it be? I would make it shorter. Uh, I am a big fan of long ass, big meaty games, but there has to be a good amount of substance. And I did feel like there was just too much padding here. Uh, like they, I, I've heard some people say online about how like the length from a lot of the other Fire Emblem games comes from the fact that you likely are making multiple save files because somebody yes. might just fucking die. But in this game, <laughs> yeah. you have your divine pulse ability, which lets you rewind time back to literally as far as you want in the battle. And you can use it multiple times and it grows in your uses the further you progress. And wow. they felt I, I think they just were like, well, the game still has to be really long. Be, but since we added in this like kind of safety net for everybody, then maybe we just I don't know throw like six more months in there. <laughs> so that's it, it. Has me a little concerned, even though they're like a completely different like studio and developer and team and everything. But it has me very concerned about Persona Five Royal, uh, and I'm a big dumb Persona fan. But God, they were like, "Hey, we're at another third to this game." I'm like, "Fucking all right, sure." <laughs> That's already such a long game. I, yeah, yeah. It's a hundred hours, right? Yes, it is. So we'll Man. see. I, I imagine they change a whole lot of stuff, but I'm, yeah, and I'm about to start fucking Dragon Quest, which I know Jimmy spent hundred minimum hours on. So yeah, Jimmy I just hate likes myself. Quest. Apparently, <laughs> uh, so I also uh, I got uh, so I finished Control this weekend, and then I just immediately mm. went and got the Platinum for Control. Nice, um, nice. I really, really like that game. It is not the greatest game, but it is very me, and I love that. The combat feels great. I've talked about this a lot on the show. Um, I don't want to get into it too much, but I, and I'm not getting into like direct spoilers, but it really does kind of feel like they definitely went into this planning, like, hey, we're going to do more with this game in particular. They've announced their DLC plan since launch, but it just kind of ends, which is weird. <laughs> And, like, there's a lot of side quests that are super interesting, and I went back and cleaned up all of those, and they're super great and fun and all of that stuff. But, yeah, like, I was, like, gearing up for, like, this big climactic final boss fight, and then it just rolls credits. I'm like, all right, cool. Oh. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. All right. Yeah. So uh, if uh, if you're definitely interested in Control, I would highly recommend checking it out. Um, there's been some performance patches that fix a whole lot of things. I know they're adding a photo mode soon and they're adding, I think the next update's free and then there's going to be two paid DLC expansions, which sound fucking awesome. And I'm incredibly here for, uh, and then the big one that I want to get into is a little game by the name of Sayonara Wild Hearts. Mm. Uh, this game is fucking incredible. Um, it's like an hour and a half long, which is crazy. Uh, basically, if you aren't familiar with uh, Sayonara Wild Hearts, I almost said Persona because I said Persona <laughs> earlier. It's essentially like a playable pop album uh, where it's like kind of a runner slash rhythm game with like some like shooting elements in it. And it's a it's yeah, when all, I watched it's, that. I was like, OK, we're doing oh, we're doing this. Yes. Now. Yes. <laughs> oh. um, I if 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 you are interested in music experiences at all or like short little like 
very well put together packages of games quit listening to what i am about to say and just go fucking play the game because (laughs) honestly like i think the best way to play this game is knowing almost nothing about it just knowing that you might be interested in it and also being able to just set aside like two hours of time and just focus solely on it uh so the game is out on ps4 switch and apple arcade which was an apple arcade launch title uh if you are playing it on apple arcade play with headphones and don't play it while you're doing something else because that game oh, really. <laughs> how could you possibly play that while doing something else? Well, I mean, like you know how some people like maybe like I'll play a level here and like in between like appointments or something like that. I gotcha. I, gotcha. I yeah, do one setting like you, that's you how I play this game in one setting. It's like start right. it and finish it. Totally, yeah. and I think it's setting. a very similar thing. Uh, man, that game is really good. Uh, I I uh, I've been I was I I have not quit thinking about it since I finished it on Thursday, and it is Monday. Uh, so the time of recording this, uh, I have been listening to the soundtrack fucking constantly. Uh, the soundtrack on its own is an incredible pop album. Like just taken away from the game itself, it is really, really, really great. It's really catchy. It's got a lot of good hooks, but it's also like kind of somber and a little bit serious and has some like really good beats in it. Yeah, and it's not, like I told you, I, I watched a stream of it, but I mostly listened to the stream. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, the music was good and the sound design was really good. Because I, whether I was looking at the screen or not, I could tell when things are ha- happening in the gameplay. Um, but I'm always a sucker for um, a game being able to seamlessly go back into the music when you restart an area. Like, let's say, you, oh, you hit a wall, go back to your checkpoint, and it puts you back in the checkpoint, but it's not jarring. It's not just yeah, like, okay, yeah. now back to the start of music. Yeah, it, um, it's just like you're just immediately right back in. It spits you out fucking pretty much right where you were. Like, the checkpoints are incredibly generous in this uh, there, there's like score and stuff like that. But if you die, you just move back. It like resets your score multiplier. But if you're just playing to get through it, you don't care. And there's mm-hmm. nothing that's going to keep you from getting to the end of it. If you can just like navigate the obstacles and just go through the course, then that's all that matters. And I think that's really great. Um, yeah, it's, it's one of those games that I think it does really cool things with very little. Uh, in terms of, like, gameplay, like, visually, there is a whole fucking lot going on. It's kind of like a fever dream. Um, to where, like, the, it, you literally only play this. I played it on Switch. Uh, you literally, the only inputs that you have are an analog stick and, I think, the A button. And that's it. Yeah. And it just does so much with those. Uh, and every single time, like, it, it feels like they fully explore each idea, each different gameplay mechanic. And then once they kind of get to the natural conclusion of that with what they can do in the scope of that world, they just move on to another thing. Yeah, they just and change, that thing like... is also really fucking cool. Yeah. And they <laughs> nail it. And then it, I never felt like uh, the game is only an hour and a half long. And I felt like every single segment was exactly as long as it needed to be. And it was really, really neat and kind of. I think that made me like Fire Emblem less because I finished <laughs> Fire Emblem after I played Sayonara Wild Hearts because I'm just like, man, this was like really respectful of my time and all of that stuff. And like, now what, I'm just what bitching. If, but... What if Fire Emblem could just be an hour and a half long? Oh, man. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> nope. I, I'm pretty sure there's like... It wouldn't have fans. No. <laughs> oh, it, I'm pretty sure all of the cutscenes is longer than an hour and a half in that game. Uh, I recently watched um, the Metal Gear Solid 2 ending. Um, yes. I watched the Giant Bomb playthrough. Mm. The end of that game, it's like 30 minutes of cutscene. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, I'm exaggerating a little bit, but not that much. No, it's that's a very Kojima it just, thing. Like, I've, I was really interested in it. I thought it was great. 
But after a while, I was like, wait a minute. He hasn't played in like 20 minutes. Have you seen Metal Gear Solid 4 <laughs> at all? No. There's I'm, like a 50-minute cutscene. I'm near yeah. the end of 3 right now. Okay. I like 3. Um, yes, pretty cool. Um, so, yeah. I, uh, mm, I'm trying to think of what else I can say about this game uh, that I think uh, is great, which is everything. Uh, the plot's very simple. It's as simple as it needs to be. It's basically it's uh, this woman has a heartbreak and it's like so strong that it like shatters like I think a different world or another universe or something and there's mysterious forces at play that basically like pull her into this world and she becomes this heroine and goes through and fights the like she basically fights to restore harmony to that world and uh there's a whole lot of stuff like it's very light on the plot until like the very beginning and the very end at least what it outwardly tells you the magic i think of this game is the fact that it doesn't it, it is as deep as you kind of want to get into it you can totally take this in as very surface level thing and i think it's still incredibly enjoyable but you can also dig really really deep into it like i have and just find so much there that is just so powerful and really well written and just like utilizes the medium as a whole. And the fact it's a kind of a concept album to just really push that message forward and make it hit home extremely like powerfully. Um, yeah, man, like no joke this game I have. So right after I finished this game on Twitch, I like ended my stream pretty shortly after. Cause I was just like, that was a lot. Like I have a lot of emotions right now. And then just started watching other people play it on Twitch for the first time. And mm -hmm. it was so cool to just, like, watch everybody's faces light up whenever you get to, like, really cool moments, which, let's be real, is the whole fucking game. <laughs> uh, and then just, like, I I have cried every single time I have seen the ending of that game. <laughs> like, it's just, it just gets me in a really good way. The message is incredible. Fuck, I really That's love cool, this man. game. <laughs> I, I do not throw this word around lightly, but I really think that it is a masterpiece. Nice. Uh, it's, it's really good <laughs> and I immediately turned around and bought uh, pre-ordered the uh, soundtrack on vinyl Wow! <laughs> yeah, not, do, not only do I have a problem but I felt bad for only spending $13 on this yeah. the, what? It's wait, wait, only wait, the game $13. or the vinyl? oh the vinyl was $40 bucks. Okay, okay, okay. I was gonna say, um, <laughs> please please uh, yeah I was going to say that actually is robbery you stole, <laughs> yeah, you stole yeah. from somebody um, what else do I want to get there's, mm, there's just so many fucking cool moments that I really want to gush about so badly but I don't want to ruin them for people yeah come, uh, back, uh, come back next week okay great uh, <laughs> fuck man I don't even know if I want to talk about it on the show like I am I <laughs> I was reading Patrick Klepek's review over at Vice Games of this game, and it was just, like, beat for beat, kind of exactly what I was thinking of how, like, man, it's really hard not to just gush about how fucking awesome this game is, which I am clearly doing now. Uh, yeah, man, like, they're, they do some incredibly cool things with the limited amount of time that they kind of allot for it, as well as just the very, like, limited kind of range of the fact that you only have like two buttons and it's kind of a runner and each level is exactly as long as a song on the album uh yeah has uh has that studio done anything else i think so and i looked it up before here before i got here and i completely forgot uh <laughs> so i will look that up after the break because yeah, i do not want to up. interrupt my train of thought um yeah there's uh, i'm gonna shout out the name of a level but uh, anybody who is, has actually played the game will totally agree with me that it is one of the coolest things I have ever seen a video game do. Uh, and it is called... Ah, come on. Parallel Universes. So, 
Let me guess. There's just there are mirrors everywhere. I will. <laughs> Got him. If you watch me play it, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. It is one of the coolest things I have seen a game do. Period. Uh, closing thoughts. Buy this fucking game. It's so good. And like, uh, and there's. There, I know it's not going to click with everyone. It's very. It, I don't. I wouldn't say it's a niche, but I mean. I feel like, especially if you have Apple Arcade, which is five bucks a month and the first month is free, then just like sit down with a pair of headphones and just like take an hour and a half out of your day and just play this fucking game. It it is it was really powerful in a way I did not expect. And it is really cool. It plays very well. Uh, I do not replay games. I am constantly playing this fucking game. Once you actually beat each level and like finish the quote main story, then you can play it all front to back as an album, which is awesome. That's cool. Yeah. All right. I'm uh, done right. talking now. But, well, before <laughs> you, before you think of, so I've been uh, thinking about this. So a lot of ways you described the game are the ways that I would describe pop music, right? It's as long as it needs to be, you know, you can yeah. be, you can take it just on service level or you can get really into it um, and, and a bunch of stuff. I've been thinking about this of like, I would, I, so I saw Patrick's, I didn't read the article, but I saw the um, Vice Games article. And they described it. They were like, but this is basically a pop version of Res. Like, if if you... Yeah, it, the, the joke I was heard throwing around was Carly Res Jepsen. Oh, <laughs> Which <geez>. is pretty good. <laughs> and, like, they're kind of not good. wrong. Like, oh, man. I like that. So if Res is, like, uh, Electronica, which is, like, a very broad uh, descriptor, uh, Res is Electronica, that's pop. Um, I'd be interested to see what others or that studio just what studios what developers could do with more games like this because like for me uh having that visual aspect of it is really special and like pop i don't like pop that much um my girlfriend really really likes taylor swift (laughs) and uh i you know the the music's not bad it's just not my favorite like i i wouldn't choose to put it on um, but it's catchy, and you know there there are plenty of things to enjoy about it. Um, but like to me, I hear that, and I think analytically of like what it means to be a pop song, you know, today or because I'm pretty out of the loop. The my only the only way I get anything from the world of pop is through my girlfriend, and she's not even that into pop. She likes Taylor Swift, but most of the stuff she likes is more alternative, like me, uh, or like punky and stuff. But uh, I, I would like to see more of this because look at the, it's what thirteen dollars you said. Yeah, I paid thirteen bucks for it. Thirteen dollars would have been the price for uh, a physical CD. Yeah, totally. It's like the price of a deluxe album. Yeah, and that sounds like a, a deluxe yeah, ass no, totally. album. It's... Uh, so <laughs> I would like to see that in a bunch more genres because I I wonder what people could do because I feel like you know obviously you have to have good music as a foundation like you have you you can't make a game like this with bad music full stop but. If you had good music from a bunch of different genres, I would be interested to see what people could do with it. Because, like, imagine, I imagine if you had a, a punk or a punk pop uh, or even even a ska uh, video <laughs> yes, game. Yes, I'm listening. So if you had this, I just imagine you could straight up pull some of the characters out of uh, Lethal League and, okay. and right. make a world, which I don't know that much about Jet Set Radio, but obviously those two games are very closely related. Um, imagine what somebody could take with the art style and, and like the characters and whatever music they pick, right? Punk, ska, whatever. Um, I, w- I would play that. You know, if that costs $13, I'm on board. Even if I am not sure if I'm going to like it, I'll be on board because that's just a great, like, 
piece of entertainment to to check out. Yeah, I I really think the like straight up like I think the best Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Selling point for me to kind of be that annoying dude that's just like play this game i'm gonna make you play this game is the fact that it is 13 dollars um like i had my friend laura come over and i'm like hey i just i hand you the controller you play through this from start to end and with a lot of games that are like very short and very personal like that you you feel like okay well i played it once i don't really need to buy it anywhere else but she like sent me a text later she's like hey i bought it <laughs> i'm like awesome yeah great she's like i just felt like i needed to and i'm like yeah i respect that dude i think i want to see I want to see like a, a game that's like Nidhogg, simple combat, except the enemies come at you and you have to attack and defend on rhythm. So they'll attack you in a way that you have to defend and attack on rhythm. I want to say a game like that exists. <laughs> and it's it's yeah. like Norse metal. It's like... I want to no say you're actually kind of on the right track here. Yeah. I just, mm, well, I'm just i like picturing it in my head, but I don't know what uh, the fuck it's called. I, yeah, so, I want it in my hands. Uh, I, I got into uh, Cadence of Hyrule, so yes. Crypt of the Necrodancer yes. is oh, really yeah. what you're going for there. Like, also uh, a fucking <laughs> banger of a soundtrack. Holy shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I really like the music on that. Uh, but just, just listening to you go on and on about Sayonara, like... It, it's making me think about all these other rhythm games and what's comparable at all. Um, and I'm definitely going to get it, but I feel like um, so many of these other rhythm games don't get any recognition. And it's it's so great that this one is getting yeah, a lot I, immediately. I, I have seen, yeah, totally. like, there's definitely been some people that have not enjoyed their time with it, which, great, that's fine. Like, everybody is going to have their own different opinion. Like, I'm not going to say, you have to like it, or I'm going to be fucking mad at you, or whatever. <laughs> I might be, though. Okay, well, <laughs> that's your problem. Just kidding. But yeah, I, I just from, like, judging the people that I've seen, and maybe it's because I have, like, curated my, like, social feeds to people that I more closely relate with, but it's been, like, 98% well-received, and, like, a few <laughs> people being like, it wasn't for me, but I respected what they were going for, and I'm like, that's good enough. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it, it it's really cool. I'm uh, kind of hesitant to call it a rhythm game, even. It's just kind of its own thing. It's like a thing. music experience. Yeah, yeah. totally. It's like, similar it, to Is Journey a you, video game? I mean, technically, yeah, but it's, it's really it's, an experience. Totally, and it, it is... It, mm, it, it feels like... I'm trying to think of words here and not just stammer for like a fucking minute. <laughs> it You basically don't kind of react to the music so much it's more of you if you feel it then mm-hmm. it just kind of adds to the experience and you honestly kind of play better like there are bits that are like in rhythm like the button presses for the most part are set on particular beats but uh whenever you're like doing the essentially kind of runner stuff where it's just your character and you're just moving left and right and all of that like if you like hit this ramp and like land somewhere it like 
times itself to the beat, the enemy's attacks will be in time with the music that adds a whole lot to it. It's not really kind of a rhythm game, but it's very much music focused, if that makes sense. Yeah, it, yeah. it like complements what yes. you're doing. It's not necessarily essential. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, th- those kind of things feel really good when you realize, oh, that was right on this beat. Yes. So when I do this next time and it all, man. Yeah, I've I never quit being impressed with that game. And even still, like, I feel like I've been digging into it constantly and been going back and like, I'm probably going to go for high scores in this game, which I do not do. <laughs> uh, and just, yeah, man. I mean, that fucking, game probably has a platinum, right? Uh, it's on Switch, so no, but it's on PS4 <laughs> also, so yes. But <laughs> wait, I might wait, buy it again on PS4. Wait, did you buy it on Switch? I did. Oh, cool. I thought you were on PC or something. No, it was PS4. I assume it's, PS4, it's on PC. It's PS4, Switch, and Apple Arcade is the only places it's at. Aha. Uh-huh. Dude, this so. whole Apple Arcade business took me by surprise. I had no idea that this was a thing until it was already out. Yeah. You know, because there aren't enough video games out. Uh, speaking of uh, enough video games being out. Yes, so uh, that's what I've been playing, you know, 44 minutes into the fucking show. (laughs) Uh, So going over a few releases this week, uh, The Surge 2 drops on PS4, Xbox One, and PC on September 24th. Thomas, you kind of liked that first one. Uh, I wish I spent more time with it, um, and I should go back, but if I'm being realistic, I I don't know if I will. I think Mm. it was free. It was on Plus, PS Plus. Yeah, um... I'd like to see more, but also based on the feedback I've gotten from other people, maybe I'll just wait for the second one, because I liked it enough to check it out. It's enough Dark Souls that I'm into it, but not too much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's also the sci-fi stuff. I'll, I'll take sci-fi over the gothic um, right. medieval stuff of, of Dark Souls anytime. I don't dislike that stuff, but I really like sci-fi. Yeah, same. Uh, Jedi Knight, uh, Star Wars Jedi Knight 2 Jedi Outcast for some reason is coming out on switch like yeah, tomorrow yeah, right <laughs> that's the wildest shit and that's totally fine <laughs> yeah yeah i'm yeah yeah uh, mario kart tour exactly right <laughs> mario kart tour launches on ios and android on september 25th i don't know how that's gonna go mildly we'll intrigued, yeah that's i have yeah I'm i gonna, have something resembling interest in that yeah i'm gonna eat my popcorn and see how the yeah, internet I'll play responds it, like for a day you know yeah uh code vein launches ps4 xbox one pc september 27th i've heard people talking about that i've also heard people say that it is not as good as they want it to be but i have no idea <laughs> yeah uh dragon quest 11 s i'm not gonna say the rest of the title because there's a lot uh launches on <laughs> switch september 27th this friday that help i need help there's too many games there's along too with many all games. the other dragon uh, quests links awakening yeah, just yeah. came out last <laughs> week um so i'm thinking about this uh, uh, we we can uh, table this till after the break if we want, but uh, uh, I'm trying to figure out because there are too many. There are too many games. I can't play all of them because they're not all World of Warcraft right at this moment, <laughs> um, which really is a problem because I'm like, why why am I playing World of Warcraft and not all of these amazing things? Um, I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to schedule out the rest of my gaming year because I'm trying to play more scary games and watch more scary movies because in the past two years, I love horror but most of my horror attention is focused on podcasts. So hmm. I've been neglecting TV shows. I want to watch House, uh, Haunted, what, the, the Haunting of Hill House? Yes. Is that right? There you go. Man, that's never, yeah. that's never the name I want to <laughs> yeah. give it. Uh, but there's that. Uh, there are several movies, uh, both new and old. I've never actually seen Event Horizon, even though my understanding is that it's Doom. Or okay, that we're we're going to have to talk about all that for sure after this. Uh, we will. And then, yeah. So all of this is to say... Um, I want to play Man of Medan, hmm. and I'm thinking about getting a bunch of people in the room together and playing it like a movie, because you can do up to five uh, players, which is super exciting to me, the fact that that's interactive like that. Uh, so I think around Halloween, 
or you know this this season we're now in fall <laughs> uh i want to play that game um i feel like there's another spooky one that i'm forgetting but it doesn't really matter and then for the holiday season so last year i bought a switch for this christmas vacation i went on i was um a passenger in a vehicle instead of a driver for once, which was pretty cool. <laughs> and so I bought the Switch. I bought uh, Katamari Damacy and uh. Into the Breach. And boy, those were two absolutely perfect vacation games because I was just able to binge them. They were, well, I don't have, I've talked about those games plenty on this, on the show, yeah. uh, but they were perfect. So I'm trying to figure out what I want those games to be. I think I'm going to wait for Link's Awakening all the way till Christmas. Not that it's ever going to go on sale or anything, but, uh, I, I think I want to beat that in one, I don't know, like a a month maybe sure. or, or a yeah. couple weeks. Uh, I have a big problem with setting games down, like The Surge. Yeah. Like we'll, that game. We'll table like talking about too many games for after the break because yeah. I think we have a whole lot to say on it. <laughs> there's, there's just, there's a lot. So I, uh, I don't know, man. FIFA 20 also, PS4, Xbox One, PC, September 27th. And uh, Xbox 360. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> those, games, those games fucking and print PS3. Money, so, yeah, like, I, I totally forgot get about it. that. Yeah. All right, well, we'll take a quick break here and then come back and we'll actually have two main topics of the show. A Gamer Heroes first. Oh, we'll be right back. Hello, everyone. This is Ray from the Heroes Podcast Network. Currently, you've probably heard me on a show called Screen Heroes, where we discuss movies and uh, TV shows about superhero, sci-fi, and a little bit of fantasy. Well, I love fantasy so much, I am starting a brand new podcast about fantasy television series. We are going to review these series in a bit more detail than what Screen Heroes usually does. We'll discuss multiple episodes, for a whole continuous arc and then move on to another series. Spellbound will review shows, new shows like The Witcher, Good Omens, Carnival Row, and Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. We're also going to look back at previous shows such as American Gods and Avatar The Last Airbender, old miniseries from the 90s like Leprechauns and The Tenth Kingdom, and we're going to do a movie here and there, maybe even a little bit of fantasy upcoming news. Who knows? You'll be able to follow Spellbound at SpellboundCast on Twitter for the latest fantasy news about the show, about the upcoming shows that we'll be discussing. You can also listen to us Fridays coming in September. Hey, we are back. Uh, so we kind of talked about it a little bit beforehand. I kind of want to dig into it a little bit deeper now. There's a lot of video games. Uh, I know Several. I... I talked to you, Carlos, earlier before the show mm -hmm. and just kind of wanted to get like a general feel about what you wanted to talk about. And you brought to me two great ideas that I want to get into for this second half of the show. Uh, so the first one is just the idea of game overload. Like, are there too many options right now? And this is something that I kind of had sort of an existential crisis over last <laughs> night where I'm just like, fuck, man, I'm trying to keep up with stuff and oh man it's just everything is happening at once and like <laughs> up until like this weekend just like the big shadow of fire emblem was like looming over my shoulder <laughs> yeah uh and it's it's been kind of making me think a whole lot about like really like the concept of a backlog in general like i i think as i kind of get farther along i'm in like life really i'm just realizing like I'm never going to go back to these games. So I don't really 
necessarily know if I even have so much of a backlog anymore and more of just, oh, I have this game, but I'm probably just not going to play it and just kind of being okay with that. Dude, it's like, (laughs) how big is your backlog? That is your indicator of like, are you a half full or half empty person? Right. True. It's like, oh, you have 50 games on it? Oh, innocent (laughs) child. Like, You'll never, ever get to those, but I'm going to pat you on the back and wish you well. Uh, I mean, I can't even if, if I have three games on my backlog, that's like insurmountable to me. I just have so much trouble following through on my games, no matter how good they are. I think Super Mario Odyssey and God of War are in the top five video games I've ever played, without a doubt. And I put both of them down. What's wrong with me? <laughs> that, that's fine. <laughs> like, there's there's too much going on, man. And like I like with you, I know you're not somebody who typically plays games. Kind yeah, of as I, they don't, come I out. don't play games. Yeah, yeah. what's <laughs> not doing here? No. Uh, but you don't really play them as they come out. Like you tend to wait no. more. Which like you're playing God of War and Super Mario Odyssey right, right now, right? Like, <laughs> right. Uh, but and Wow World Classic, of Class- yeah. <laughs> you know, but I mean, I still kind of consider that sort of a new release in a weird way. Yeah, I'll take you know? it. I'll take yeah. my win there. Yeah. So, uh, Carlos, what is what's your kind of thoughts on all of this? Yeah, I mean, I really like the idea of having a physical collection so that uh that's what i've been doing lately is trying to just make sure that if i get a game i'm i'm gonna go for a physical because it just feels that much better um but then the switch decided to be awesome with the e-shop and yeah i <laughs> i don't remember the full number of overall games but when it comes to like tiles on my home screen on my switch i think i counted last 42 nice oh my and goodness. i think like six of those probably six or eight of those are demos uh and then you count hulu and youtube but yeah uh youtube i think does have, have like 250 hours <laughs> yeah hell yeah yeah hulu's on switch yeah. netflix Dude, is not but hulu yeah. is yeah. netflix isn't i mean for a long time youtube wasn't even on uh the wii u <laughs> but anyway that's a different conversation yeah, that's right? a completely different conversation but when i was just going through the tiles and i was like okay so i've stacked up this crazy digital collection now what <laughs> And there's there are just so many. Nintendo's options. like, oh, you have a lot of games. Anyway, don't forget to go outside. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. At least they do do that. In almost every first party game that is does nice. have like, that hey, little take hint. Take a break. I'm like, you won't let me. <laughs> but it, it just, I came to that realization that you know I have a decent PC and I don't play on PC, but I'm I log into the epic store to grab the free game or two that hell comes yeah, up every yeah. week you know i'm not gonna play it and then i'll i'll do something like transistor was one of them and when transistor inevitably came to switch and it got down to three dollars or four dollars i yeah, think yeah i grabbed it I yeah. mean, <laughs> so i could have it on switch yeah. <laughs> and it's it's just insane i mean i have rebought a few things that i had other places but still i'm getting a lot of new experiences too uh, just in digital pur- purchases just because they are available yeah dude in the, the switch is an indie machine when yeah. i when i bought mine for at christmas last year uh i didn't know what i was gonna buy i knew i wanted the switch i thought i was gonna buy zelda i still don't even own zelda uh, <laughs> breath of the wild but instead i bought these like these smaller titles and I spend so much time with them, and I love them. And I considered rebuying a bunch of other indies that I already owned and had like played into. I didn't need to buy those, but the right. fact that I could play them on the go, I'm like, man, yeah, I, I would replay this just because I can play it on the go. I have spent maybe so I it is no 
secret that I really love Enter the Gungeon. <laughs> uh, I played maybe only 20 hours of it on PS4, and I'm maybe close to like 170 on Switch right <laughs> oh now. Like, it wow. was just kind of the, the platform that allowed me to be like, no, this game fucking rules. And I think it's just the fact that I don't have to be like sitting at home playing it on this like big screen like i can just take it with me and play it in my car on a lunch break or something i i told you uh i i recently bought the game forager or well really my friend paid for it yeah. he, he was like you should buy this <laughs> and as soon as i started playing it i was like what have you done to me um <laughs> that was you like to me with fucking into the breach so oh yeah dude you yeah. handed me the controller i'm like fuck you thomas oh my god <laughs> like, i was go- up till three o'clock that night Man, damn it! That's that's like a that's like a turn your Ash Ketchum hat backwards. It's game time <laughs> kind of game. Um, man, like so, if that if I that Forager game I bought on PS4 because it's on my TV. Well, I bought it on PS4. Full stop. You know, so that's the thing. It's available on Switch, and it would be way better on Switch because I could play it on the go. And that's exactly why I cannot buy that game on Switch because I will <laughs> not not play that game. Like I can't. I can't. I just can't. I got to use like my my um, uh, palate cleanser these days is always Hearthstone because I like it enough, but like I like it enough to complete my quests and enjoy making goofy ass decks, but I don't like it enough to really put to get good at it. So for me, that's my like, all right, I'm just going to turn my brain off here and have some fun uh, because I know that if I did buy some of these, like I've thought about rebuying Celeste for the Switch, yep. uh, even though I haven't beat all the B-sides on PS4, I would I love that game. Um, and I, I would play it on the go again just because I could play it on the go. Like, I would take that to work and play it over my lunch break. But that's so dangerous. You know, it's like the reason that the Switch is so good is exactly why I have to be really careful what I buy. Because, like, I'm only half joking here. If I was able to play that everywhere, it would actually really distract me from things <laughs> I need to be doing. Um, I already got enough distractions. So, uh, uh, yeah, the, the struggle of having too much to play it's a real, it's an actual struggle. It's not just like, oh, man, woe, woe is we, you know, oh, there's so many good games out, oh, boo-hoo. But I'm like, man, if I pick any game, new, old, whether I've played it or not, I'm going to find myself sinking a whole week into this game, whatever it is. But every week, there are like two more titles that I want to play. I want to play Untitled Goose Game. I want to play... Mm. uh I wanted to say, I was going to say like Bayonetta Wild Hearts. Uh, Sayonara. <laughs> I would play the fuck out of that. What are you talking about? Dude, that, tempt him. That, yeah, would, that would be cool. Okay, uh, what genre, if it was a Bayonetta music game, it'd have to be like, what, J-pop, right? Honestly, I don't even fucking know. I, K-pop I, even. I, like, K-pop, yeah. yeah. I, sure, yeah, whatever. Right, we're going to de- design, we're going to mock design that game. Uh, put that on your list for yeah, the... Yeah, that's uh, my other real. show. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. your other show. Uh, yeah, I... I wouldn't go so far as to actually call it a struggle. Uh, I think it's a, it is, it is definitely, I, I feel kind of this year in particular has been the first time that I felt like there has been too much from like my free time. I think 2017 was a year that was pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like that was still like relatively spaced out enough, but I, I feel like just there's so many different voices and so many things happening in the medium right now. And we're also kind of at the end of a console life cycle and everybody is like finishing up stuff that they've maybe been working on for these systems for years. Yeah. And just like these are like kind of their big hurrahs, the big send offs, because like, yeah, like the big releases do not stop at the end of the year. 
uh, right. quarter one 2020 is fucking stacked uh, yeah. with games to play, and it's intimidating. Uh, but I, I think it's honestly kind of great that there's so many wonderful choices, and they're, they're, I, I jokingly say, like, oh my god, you know, I don't have enough time to play all that stuff, but I, I feel really lucky that I have the opportunity to be able to to eventually when I can get to all of these awesome games. Like I I've been trying to keep up with releases a lot more this year. And the closer I get to the end of the year, the more I'm kind of prioritizing. Like I did not pick up Borderlands three, which I was super hot on for most of the year. And mm-hmm. then we got around to it and I'm like, I'm good actually. Same here. <laughs> uh, and I, I think that there's something to be said about, like, games should be fun, and really, the real answer to this is just do what you want and what you feel comfortable with, and, like, play what you want, and if you're having fun, great. And if you are, like, stressing yourself out by trying to get through as many games as possible, then just, like, kind of rein it back a little bit. Yeah, my, my issue is not the not games, so, yeah. it's my terrible time management. Just <laughs> yeah. my inability to not stop once I like something. I'm like, I'm just going to sink literally all of my attention into this. Yeah, I can relate to that. That makes sense. Like, I I don't really have a fear of missing out. Like, I think I do with movies, but I don't necessarily with games. Uh, So it's it's like less of a fear of missing out and more of just we're dealing with quantity. We're dealing with quality. We're dealing Mm -hmm. with retro. We're dealing with brand new Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Titles for dealing with first party and indie developers. Like, it's just overall so, it's it's just over-encompassing everything. We've got message games like Sayonara and, right, right. and you know, Celeste coming to every system. Um, yeah. And then we've got the stuff that just feels good to play. Like, I can't wait to get my hands on Astral Chain because, yeah, kind holy of same. crap. Yeah, I'm, I have put that on the back burner, but I am sure it's shit going to get around to it eventually. <laughs> like, if there, if that was, it was just a box full of potential tally marks, like, they're just all there. Totally. Yep, yep. 100% same. I am a sucker for everything Platinum has ever worked on. So, <laughs> And that's why I love the age of streaming, because I don't want to touch those games at all. I have 0% interest, <laughs> but I want to see them. Oh, they're, and I, they're like, super fun to watch. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I like what I've seen. Well, even, I've, Persona, Dragon Quest, uh, I mean, any of these games, Fire Emblem. Actually, I haven't seen any Fire Emblem, so I don't actually know what that game looks like. <laughs> but uh, all of these games, I love that what I can do. So, like, my computer has two monitors. I can play on one computer and watch videos on the other i can watch streams i can i can do all this stuff uh even when i'm playing on ps4 it's not uncommon for me to be playing something and then also be playing hearthstone on my phone or having some sort of video that i'm half watching half listening to on my phone uh that's usually game related because i can i can experience this stuff secondhand because there's you know i've said this plenty of times but there's plenty of stuff i know that i don't like I'm just not, I'm not going to pay the money. I'm not going to spend the time. But if people I know and like are playing this thing, well, then that's half the fun. It's just, right. it's like I'm next to them in the room. Um, and so that at least gives an option for me. Uh, some of those things that are on my wish list, I can be like, well, like, you know, Borderlands. I know now, I feel exactly how you described it, Cam. Uh, I was really excited for a while. I'm probably not going to buy it now and that's okay. But I'm still interested if, if I knew somebody who was playing it, 
I'd be interested yeah, in watching I've, I've that. I've seen some streams of it. Like people are having great fun with it. I'm just like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, and that's that's all right. So I'm glad I can still get an opportunity to experience that without having to commit basically at all. Yeah, I, I, I think really a lot of this just comes down to to kind of close this down and move on to our next topic here. I, I really think that you know, don't stress out too much about. <clears throat> there being too many games out because maybe I will. Uh, well, that's your thing. <laughs> I, I, I think that stressing out about it is kind of against what people play games for anyway, which is really to have fun and enjoy themselves. Unless you're playing like the last of us, which is not fun <laughs> or enjoyable, but or you feel so exhausted. Uh, but you get what I'm saying. Like you're, you're going to that as like something that you want to consume. Like you don't get, there's not people who well there might be i don't know but i'm also not glued into this part a whole lot but i don't really see a lot of the same sentiment from people who are really into like watching like shows on streaming services or something like that i feel like there's not a lot of people who are just constantly worried about like i have to like binge watch every single thing that comes out and that's the only thing that i'm gonna do and i'm gonna spend all of my time doing that i feel like this is kind of a games thing i could be completely wrong because i don't have that perspective i will say (laughs) i have two friends of mine they're both i'm I'm not like super close with them but they're passionate about tv shows the way i'm passionate about video games so when i see them to me that's like looking through a window and seeing how people you know maybe perceive me when i'm just like oh my gosh look how excited and and look at these struggles i'm having that have nothing to do with your life at all (laughs) that you can't relate to and and they'll be like oh man there are all these shows and i've only finished two shows this week and i have to finish three shows next week and i'm like whoa 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 i that and and that's that's the same thing that i'm talking about here with games like you don't Mm -hmm. I, i feel like if you are if you are the type of person who wants to do that and you enjoy like bouncing from game to game constantly, sure, great. Just do whatever you enjoy. If it's stressing you out that there's too many games out, then just take your time. They're mm-hmm. not going anywhere. Sometimes, unless there's <laughs> licensing issues. But yeah, yeah. that's a different story. Uh, so yeah, moving on from that. Uh, sorry, do you have anything else you want to add, Carlos? I know we got time. Oh, no, I, I, I think we're good on that. Okay, yeah. great. Uh, so uh, the other topic you wanted to bring up, Carlos, which I think is awesome, is mm-hmm. just what are our most unique game concepts of the year so far? If you want to kind mm-hmm. of start this one off. Yeah, and of course, uh, Untitled Goose Game is my number one spot there, and that's, that's just because... Um, I, I was looking through the, the Switch eShop just to realizing how many developers were trying to copycat off of each other little things like uh you see donut county uh for, mm-hmm. i guess it came out in what 2017 and then it yeah, yeah. came out a little just a little while ago on switch uh and that was an interesting unique game that like uh several even smaller indie titles are coming out trying to be donut county or trying to be firewatch or things like yeah. that um and then you you get something that I don't know that anybody asked for it, and, and that's you need to be an asshole duck. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. And the Untitled Goose Game comes out. It's kind of a, a walking simulator at the same time that it's it's a goat simulator, <laughs> uh, like a knockoff there. Um, and there, there are just so many interesting and unique things that that you can see in in a lot of recent games, but especially Untitled Goose Game. Um, that it really brought to mind that we're seeing so much uniqueness now, even though there are too many games and we have so many genres that, that they all hit. Um, This is the first goose game, you know, it's kind of its own. (laughs) Like uh, we keep 
kind of mentioning this, but I feel like the yeah. closest thing to compare it to is Hitman. Yeah. You know, and like that's a weird comparison, but yeah. it, it is interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's a really like, weird it, comparison. And it's totally also different from Hitman because Hitman is very like short bursts, and this seems just like just go and do this in this world. Yeah, and it's not linear. It's uh, just you doing your own thing. Everything that you do is completely your decision. Great. I feel yeah. like if if uh, the Stanley Parable and Hitman. Met, I can see that, but yeah. but took out the narrator. Yeah, that's you've got that game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I think I have two, uh, and one of them is going to be a cop out answer because it's Sayonara Wild Hearts. <laughs> just because I think, uh, really, you have I haven't seen a whole lot of music experience games in a while. The last one mm-hmm. was like Child of Eden on the Connect, and before that was like Res, and there might be a bunch of like smaller ones that I'm forgetting, but those are the big mm-hmm. standout ones that I've noticed. And I, it's cool in a really neat, weird way. And like, I'm always, I'm very much somebody who likes to find like deeper meaning and shit. I get like a little too artsy sometimes. <laughs> uh, and that just like checked all of my boxes. I think that it in a in a in a world where there are a lot of games that are like 30 plus hour games a game that just comes in is an hour and a half does exactly what it wants and needs to do and just does it in a way that like not only allows you to kind of feel this music but is also the music is good on its own and the game is good on its own but together they're just kind of this whole elevated thing which is really cool uh, and my other one is going to be something that was like at the start of the year which i completely forgot actually came out this year or at least left early access this year or whatever but uh i feel like this has definitely been the year of the deck builder roguelike oh dude oh, so yeah. i was I, gonna say that yeah so i'm throwing slay the spire up here because that course. was the first big one that i saw <laughs> i love the shit out of that game uh and they just said hey we put a fourth character in beta and i'm like fuck <laughs> um but yeah i i, I feel like that is I feel like the deck builder uh, type game like that is like the Battle Royale game of 2019, where it's kind of this new genre that like yeah. a lot of people are exploring and doing cool things in. And I feel like Slay the Spire was the one that just kind of set the standard for it, and it was the first big one that put it on everyone's radar. Uh, we have a cat joining us, so we do. Hello, you might hear a little bit of meowing or whatever. <laughs> so, yeah, Thomas, what about you? Uh, Even though I probably just took your answer. No, uh, that's perfect. So, uh, I'm... <laughs> mostly not that actually into the deck builder games like hands-on but i like the concepts of them and i like watching them uh and it's interesting to see how as we've seen more games like hearthstone is a card game you know magic the gathering is is a card game so those are like more traditional they do unique things as, as time goes by but to see games like uh steamrolled quest or slay the spire um and there's the one, I think it's still in early access. I can't remember what it's called. Um, I don't know. I watched the one by uh, Clay Entertainment. I know what you're talking about. Maybe. You're, the one where you like. It's like the Wild uh, West kind of. Uh, like Grifter or something? Yeah, or, Grift yeah. Worlds. Or Grift some, Lands, something. Right? Griftlands. Yeah. That sounds right. Yeah, we got yeah, there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we made it. Uh, I like seeing this being fleshed out as a genre because the more I look at it, the more interesting um, it becomes. So, like. Oh, I, I couldn't. I couldn't label the. I couldn't tell you the di- differences between all of those three games, especially SteamWorld uh, right. Quest and and Slay the Spire. But they're all doing really unique things in a way that other games. Like if I was not familiar with the genre, mostly through you, Cam, um, 
I would be totally unaware of all the cool things that these games are doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that like Griftlands is a card-based role-playing game where you make all sorts of decisions and your combat, like the, telling someone that combat happens digitally, like not even Hearthstone is a digital card game, but to tell somebody that you're making decisions in a card game, you know, the, the game uh, Reigns is basically... Yeah. Yeah. Tinder turned into a video right, game. Right, yeah. That's a really weird concept. I look at that as a card game. Mm-hmm. You've got a left card and a right card, totally. and, and that's the and that, whole that's game. that's like how it's presented, And too. it works for a little while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a cool idea. It like, works really for like a little while is exactly how it's, I would describe it. It's really cool for me to see... Because, like, a deck builder is a very much, like, a particular type of game. A lot of board games, like a lot of board card tabletop games. Deck builders are definitely a thing, and they've been pretty well established. I think they're just relatively new to games in ways that are not just ports of those digital card games. Yeah. Uh, Which is interesting. Uh, Well, it feels like a unique experience, just like the music experience. Right. We've seen pop music before. We've seen rhythm games before. But now we're seeing a melding that's something unique to video games. Uh, That's that's, uh, like a a brand new thing. Right. You know, we've had like this indie renaissance over the past like five years, especially, where, you know, indies have been doing great for the past decade. But in the past five years, man... There are so many good independent studios making so many great games. There, there are not a lot of stinkers anymore. Like the, the quality, the bar is so much higher. Yeah, I mean, we've honestly spent most of this episode talking about very small studios that have made like pretty small games. Yeah, you know, like yeah, Sayonara Wild Hearts was made in house by two people. Like that's <laughs> <Wow>. fucking wild. <laughs> two like, people, and there's like other people they worked with from around the world, but their studio is two people. Man, well, that, that stuff's incredible, like the tool set that people can get. Right. Because if two people can make that, all you need is direction and motivation. You know, right. so, so anybody who has a good idea has the opportunity per, to pursue it more than they ever have in the history of the world. Like as far as video games, there's never been a better time to play video games. There's never been a better time to make video games. And the, the tools that are available, it's so, it's so cool to see, you know, Celeste is probably now one of my favorite games of all time, I think. For sure. And what it, it had a core team of six. Yeah, very small team. You know, and so we could give plenty of examples of small teams doing really great things, but it just doesn't seem abnormal anymore. It doesn't seem like a minority. It seems like the indie scene is so big now that it's like half the market. I mean, it's, you know, I, I don't know. I couldn't give you any real numbers, but I feel like five or especially 10 years ago, the AAA scene absolutely dominated and it it dominates to people who don't pay attention to games still if i ask a random stranger what do you play they're probably going to say call of duty and that's fine but the indie scene is so much more well developed where we're we're not just seeing oh this is a novel idea we're seeing those novel ideas turned into really quality uh you know groundbreaking concepts and then you know they somebody makes that groundbreaking concept and then somebody else comes along and polishes it even more so i'm excited to see you know we've got the rhythm game experiences. We've got the deck building experiences. I'm interested to see what we're going to have next year because I feel like it's just so hard to guess what we're going to see. Totally, yeah. Like I, it could be anything. I, I, I think they had shown Goose Game last year at some yeah. point because it had been a while since they talked about it. But like before it was ever announced, like that is not something I ever thought would exist. And it is really neat and just kind of a novel idea that only can exist in video games. <laughs> right. Because like you are... The asshole goose, you know, <laughs> great tales all the time. Yeah, <laughs> cool. There, there are fairy tales about it, obviously. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, absolutely. But yeah, just the the genre 
mashups that are happening is mm-hmm. ridiculous. Like, uh, I can't wait to see Creature in the Well, but mm-hmm. like, oh, who yeah, thought, yeah, thought that we needed a pinball game mashed there was up like with a like weird, a third person? Like a there was like slash, a like yeah. weird, like, kind of pinball, like, I, I, I don't really know like what to describe it as a genre because I don't know if it's a it's a full genre, but I always described it to people as the pinball and games. <laughs> yeah, where there was like uh, Yoku's Island Express was very mm-hmm. much like that, where it's totally a fucking pinball game, and that's how you move around the world. And fucking Creature in the Well is incredible, <laughs> dude. Technically, that uh, Kirby Tilt game is kind of a pinball game. <laughs> sure, yeah. So, I mean, sorta. Yeah, totally. I'm really stretching there, but shout out to the uh, best pinball game though, Pokemon <laughs> Pinball. It's really good. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm really excited to see kind of where games go. And that's been the most exciting thing for me, just like seeing how well, uh, speaking of very recently, like last weekend, like how well received Sayonara Wild Hearts and how well received Untitled Goose Game are, because it's really, it, it, it makes me feel really good and happy whenever people take risks and are very much rewarded for them. Yeah, and that's exactly what's been happening. I didn't even expect, regardless of the quality of the game, I didn't expect so many people to give it a chance. When that game came out, I feel like I saw way more people than I expected yeah. saying, you know, hey, I'm going to play this or, hey, has anybody played this? Can you tell me more? I thought, you know, it's like a niche thing. It's like just because, you know, like we talked about with uh, games versus, you know, TV shows, mm-hmm. just because I'm into something and I'm living in this world doesn't mean that that anyone else can relate to that or, or the, you know, a wide majority of people. So when I'm like, oh, man, this game is great. And I talk to somebody who I know is really deep into games and they're like i've never heard of that what is that i'm like <laughs> ah, i guess i'm not surprised there's a lot out there you know but to see so many people jump on the sayonara i, I don't want to call it a bandwagon because that has a negative connotation yeah but to see so many people give it a shot it's like damn this is this is like a yeah, really cool was, thing there were so many people because like i said i just hopped on twitch immediately after i finished that game and just kept watching people play it for the first time and there were a lot of people in particular that like i follow i did not think this game was going to resonate with them and like they were the types of people who like the credits hit and they had to like turn their camera off because they could not quit crying (laughs) i was like this is a really good wholesome beautiful moment fuck that game is so good guys oh my god uh yeah all right i need it in my hands Yeah, yeah you do um all right so moving on from that into our last segment here, our hero of the week. Uh, this is a segment where we signal boost somebody that is doing something positive and awesome in the gaming space. Uh, so I wanted to shout out the developers of Untitled Goose Game. Uh, <laughs> their name is House House, which is yes. a great name. Uh, and I specifically wanted to shout out their credits because their credits do something really neat and wonderful that I think is really awesome. Uh, you can view these credits by going to, great URL, by the way, goose.game slash credits. <laughs> uh, and it's got the full credits on there. They credit like every it. single person who worked on the game, which I think is wonderful, including at the very end, which is kind of what made me just like think this is a really beautiful, wonderful thing. Just it really shows how like kind of pos- how they want to like try and be a positive force as possible. This game was made on the lands of the, I'm going to butcher this, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present. Sovereignty was never ceded. So I think that's really cool that they were just kind of like going, taking the extra steps to acknowledge literally every single person that kind of helped them in any way. And like going as far back to shout like the people whose lands were taken back way back in the day i think that's really really wonderful that's amazing yeah yeah so shout outs to them wow in addition turns out 
uh, you can uh, be an asshole goose, but still a good person. <laughs> that was a really good segue. I'm very proud of myself. All right, Carlos. Yes. Thank you so much for coming on, man. Oh, not a problem. Yeah, I love been, it. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, where can people find you and the things that you do on the internet? Um, people can find me at Earth Slice Creative on Facebook, uh, Earth Slice on Twitter. I hate Twitter, so I don't really try to use it. I'm with you, man. Uh, I'm with you. Uh, Instagram, uh, just Earth Slice Creative. If you want to see pictures of beer and video game screenshots every once in a while, great. Um, yeah, great, <laughs> sweet. <laughs> Cool, is that it? Uh, yeah, and I, uh, I run an escape room, so... Oh, shit, that's, that's cool. Uh, that's plenty cool of people can see me there. Cool, awesome. <laughs> uh, do you want to say which one? Uh, yeah, if you're cool with it. Um, it's uh, Mastermind Escape Games in Overland Park. Uh, Hell yeah. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. fun. Cool. Cool. Uh, well, that's going to do it for the show this week. Thank you, everyone, for stopping by. Uh, if you like what you've heard, consider, consider kicking us a buck or 12 like at patreon.com slash heroes podcasts. <laughs> That'll help the show and network grow to do even cooler stuff. If you can't contribute financially, that's okay, too. Uh, share the show with a friend or rate and review us on your podcast platform of choice. That helps out a ton. Uh, if you have any questions or ideas for topics for us to cover, uh, hit us up on Twitter at GamerHeroesPod, and your submissions could make the show. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at TheCandyMan, and Thomas is at TeganNotSarah1. If you're in the Kansas City area or even just passing through, be sure to check out at GG underscore Kansas underscore City on Twitter or GGKC on Facebook. We've got links to different gaming communities and different communities in the area. I said communities twice, but we're rolling with it. And they would love to have you be a part of them. That's not an exaggeration. They would. There's some really cool stuff happening in Kansas City. Uh, yeah, there are a lot of cool people doing cool things. You should also join our Discord. Yes. Uh, we're general gaming. Most Discords around here are focused on a specific thing, uh, but we're kind of all over the place um, in a good way. I like we, <laughs> If you like video games at all, you should join our Discord. Honestly, if you can hear this, you should join our Discord, whether Great. you're in Kansas City or not. Yeah, you can find that. I think it's on the pinned tweet on the uh, GGKC account. Yeah. So go check that out. And thank you, everyone, for tuning in. I hope you have a great rest of your day and a better tomorrow. <laughs>